This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Welcome to episode 11 of this podcast, Living the Gospel. I'm Eunice. And I'm Kathy. And together we work on the editorial team of Active Christianity. That's right. And we actually work together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And we have been digging deeper into the topic righteousness. It's not really a word that you hear so often in day-to-day conversation. Do you think it's a boring, heavy topic, Kathy? I don't think it's a boring or heavy topic, especially now as we've been researching it. I realize more and more that in everything that we do, righteousness is actually the key. And as far as I could count, the word righteous, when I look it up in the concordance, is mentioned 588 Mm. times in the Bible. So that kind of gives you an idea of how important righteousness actually is. That's right. And I think that righteousness is something that is so deep and there's so much to learn and discover from there. And for my own part, anyway, I I think that the more I put it into practice, it it actually makes life better for not only me, but those around me. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lifetime of learning. Mm -hmm. It's actually written that the kingdom of God is righteousness, amongst other things. So if I learn to be righteous and I I get a hold of this personal righteousness, then I actually get the kingdom of God within me. And so then it doesn't it's not just about being righteous in outward things like paying my bills and my taxes, but it becomes a righteousness that's from the inside out. I get, I become righteous in my inner being actually. Although that's also pretty important to pay your taxes and of course. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I had an interview with Sam Petka from Brunster Christian Church, Vancouver, for an article for Active Christianity. And it was about the benefits of righteousness. It ended up being a pretty long, deep, fascinating interview about mm-hmm. righteousness, which really, I went back home thinking a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it, it made me realize that righteousness is so much more than I had ever thought yeah. about. And of course, I read that the article that you wrote based on that interview, and I also was able to read the interview notes that you did. And then we thought we should be we should be get more out of this topic. So I want to hear more about it myself. And we thought the listeners probably want to hear more, too. So we've invited Sam here today so that we can chat some more with him on the topic of righteousness. So welcome, Sam. Thank you. So in that interview that you did with Eunice... Um, You talked about why a young person specifically should be thinking about righteousness. Why should a young person even care about being righteous, right? So if if you were to speak to a group of young people, how would you explain what righteousness actually means for them? Well, yeah, righteousness has consequences, and that's why it's so good for a young person to think about it. Um, I think if... If people would think more about what happens as a result of what I choose to do today, then they would be more interested in doing, making the right choice today. So for young people to, to think about the future, what results will this bring in my life and in the life of those around me? Mm-hmm. And then you become very interested in doing it right today. Because if I do it wrong today, then I have to reap that down the road. Right. So for young people especially, to become interested in righteousness is very important, really important. 
And that's kind of not really something as a young person, maybe you think so much about what the consequences of my actions today. Right. Very often that's the case. Probably in the majority of Mm -hmm. people that's the case. The the whole the whole atmosphere, the spirit of the times is do what you want today. Don't think about tomorrow. Enjoy. Um, enjoy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a good time and and tomorrow will bring whatever it brings. Yeah. And of course then you have to reap a grim harvest. It's not nice. So you talk you talked about choices, making choices that would benefit your future. So what would you say say for a twenty one year old what would righteousness look like for them in terms of choices they make, practically speaking? Well, practically speaking, um, Abraham, he was a young man one time, and it says he believed God, and that was counted to him for righteousness. So there are many things that attract a person's, especially a young person's, attention and they attract the, their, their resources and especially what they do with their body. There are many things. But it says Abraham believed God. So for a young person to make that choice, that in my life I will believe in God, so that when all these other voices begin to speak from the things in the world, that you have already established that, that I believe in God. I believe in God's word because after this life is over, it's him that I will meet. And I want to be that, I want that to be a happy day. So it becomes the foundation right. for life. Yeah. When Paul wrote to Timothy, who was also a young man, then he said to him, pursue. And the first thing he mentioned was righteousness. But what had he, been, if you've ever read that part in in Timothy, what he what he had been speaking about just before that was that anyone desires to be rich will pierce themselves through with many sorrows. That's what he's writing about. Hmm. And then he says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So the love of money is actually the root of many unrighteous choices. Hmm. And, the, and the, the things in this world that attract, if I choose to pursue them, then I will come into a life of unrighteousness and it bears the results. It, because the day comes when money can't get you what you want or need. Mm. So I would, I would say the first, what is righteousness? First of all is to believe in God. And what is the first enemy of righteousness? The love of money. That's what I would mm. say. What do you think? Mm. Would you say, though, that stems from, like, love of money is a result of love of self, in a way, right? Right. And that is almost like the opposite of righteousness, righteousness isn't it? Yeah. God didn't create us to be focused on ourself mm. and our own advantage. He created us for fellowship, to have friendship, and to have it good together. And that's why righteousness is so important. That means the root word is very critical here, right, to do what's right for those in my surrounding. That's the best thing a human being can do if they want to have a good result in life. Mm-hmm. So selfishness, I, I agree 100%. Selfishness 
is the unrighteousness that we are born with. Well, that certainly gives us a lot to think about. We'll take a quick break and come back shortly. So how would you say if if we are saturated with selfishness as as humans that's that's natural right how do we then become people who learn righteousness and how do we learn to do what's right when it is actually our nature to actually serve our ego actually yeah i i don't know of any other way than to follow jesus in his example that's how we learn it's written in Galatians there that Jesus became the righteousness of God. So if I don't get to know him, I I really have no hope of coming out of my mm. unrighteous mm. pursuits. So righteousness, that is the personification of Jesus Christ himself. He loved it. He just loved to do what was good for people around him in honor to his father, not to get honor to himself. That's very common. Many people do good deeds, but their their name is still attached, you know. Even an artist, they paint a beautiful picture, but in the bottom corner they have to write their name. And that's how we generally are with good deeds. But to come out of that and start to honor God with my deeds so that it benefits mankind, it benefits people around me. I, that, that, is, that is the only way, and that is to get to know Jesus. I have to get to know him, and I won't get to know him without suffering the loss of my self-will. You can't do it. I can't, I can't pursue God's will and maintain my own will. Right. So that's the key, and that's why the word of the cross for us is a fantastic rejoicing. Mm. This is my way out of selfishness. And we know that the whole t- uh, spirit of the times and, and the whole atmosphere of this world is more and more revolves around one's own person. And that's why so many of these, these, these things in the world are, are getting such momentum, like the drug culture and all that, who does the person think about? They think about themselves. And the more they do that, they become addicted to self. They're actually addicted to self. So if it doesn't benefit me, I'm not interested. Mm. Think how horrible to live in that kind of a society. I mean, even here in, our, in, our, in North America, what was it that built up this country? It was the spirit of community. People thought about one another. They, they helped one another. They, if somebody's house burned down, then the neighbors were there. They were there the next day to build a new house. They, the, the, and that was just on, a, on an earthly basis. But nevertheless, they thought about each other. And the, today's culture is isolating people in the midst of the crowd because mm. they think of their own advantage. Yeah. It's horrible. Yes. But the righteousness of God 
that teaches me to think about the others and to pay the sacrifice that it takes in order to serve them for their best fantastic life. Can you give us maybe a couple of examples of like in, in day-to-day life, like what, what kind of choices can I make that, that are righteous choices? Right. And obviously another part of this self culture is social media. And so that's something for young people really to think about. Think about the long-term consequences of burying myself in the social media. And that doesn't give me time to do what's good for the others. I follow my own interests. It's written in the Bible uh, that their delight is in the law of the Lord and they meditate on it day and night. Mm. That's the right thing to do. It says God put eternity into their hearts. And so when we waste our time with temporal things, then we lose that eternity that God put there. It, there's nothing wrong with going on the internet. We, we all use it. Mm-hmm. But is that my delight? Is that where I go every spare minute I have? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then maybe, maybe for a young person, maybe the house needs to be cleaned up for a company coming or something. But they don't have time to do that. Or mm. these, these are just small things. But, yeah. but to think about the use of time is, uh, I mean, if I want to be a servant, I have to think about what I'm doing. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, practical, practical <laughs> example of righteousness is to pay your way, pay your own way. And uh, sometimes people, of course, are incapacitated for one reason or another, and they need monetary help. That's that's nothing wrong with that. But the mindset. We have been given a body. Paul said, present it to God. But our bodies are driven by a mindset, by attitudes. Attitudes drives our bodies. And regardless of the capacity of my body, the attitude can make it as effective as possible in paying my own way. But I have to have the mind to work. I have to think about how am I going to do this? If I sit back and relax and then my friends come and they say, hey, let's go out for dinner. Oh yeah, but I don't have any money. I'll just leave my wallet at home and then somebody will pay for me. And that's a very common attitude today. And it filters all the way up to the multitudes that think the government should pay for me. Well, after all, I'm a citizen of this country, so I, they should pay for me. That mind is grossly unrighteous that somebody else will pay for me. So I, I would really encourage young people in this area to work hard. Put your body to work as much as it can and pay your own way. And what is the result of that? Of course, you get together with people, other people who want to pay their own way. And as a result, you rejoice together and you have fellowship together and you have a future together. You won't be, you'll never be isolated and alone in that attitude of mind. You even have a surplus for other people, not only that you take care of yourself and everything. Right. Yeah, that's God's mind. That's how he did it. He gave. 
his his love led him to give and that's how true love is too real love if we love one another then we are very interested in giving to one another whatever it is if it's money or if it's good words or if it's a helping hand we become very interested in giving that's another thing you could say righteousness is giving mm. and that's why it leads to peace and joy in the holy spirit it's the doorway into peace and joy there is no other doorway into lasting true peace and joy mm. except righteousness it's everything mm. this is a good topic isn't it <laughs> it's a lot Definitely to think about it. it is a lot to think about <laughs> I think let's take a quick break and we will continue with one more question after. I was just thinking um then this what you're talking about here is actually a complete 180 degree turn off a mindset and it's a mindset in a way to suffer. and in a way to give and in a way to to not do what feels good at this moment for mm. the future for so for say a young person why would they want what would be the motivation to take up this mindset to have this mindset to suffer first or you know to do what's best for the others not myself of course it's written that without a vision people cast off restraint or mm. perish So if if you don't get a vision of the future then it's very difficult and people it's very difficult to give up what's good for me today if I have no vision right no purpose and Jesus said it the same way it says who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross so it's the same we we use that law in every I mean You just look around if if a if a soccer player a young boy wants to be a soccer player what is the first thing he learns is to sacrifice of course he gives up time with his friends he gives up certain foods he starts to exercise early morning when he doesn't feel like it he keeps running when he's dead tired and doesn't feel like it think of all he does why he's thinking of the future and that gives him the energy and the power and the complete surrender over to what it takes in order to reach that goal and that's really our our responsibility is to to be able to create the vision of eternity for one another if you think about the christian life our life and our attitude and our work should give people a longing for something that this world can't give them because we god has put eternity into our hearts and therefore when we live by these laws because of the goal that's ahead of us then very often there is absolutely zero advantage by appearance today hmm. today it looks like loss but down the road this is so 
yeah, so real that every human being has to acknowledge that, that when you stand on the edge of your grave, it doesn't matter what you own. It doesn't matter what people think of you. Nothing matters except that you are now stepping into eternity and think to make that a happy day rather than seeing it as a day of loss. We look forward to it because then our, our battle has been done, our, our work has been done, and that's why it's also written there in Revelation, the, the, the wedding garment, or you could say the eternal glory that those who have loved Jesus will wear is their righteous deeds. And it's not because they had an outward appearance of righteousness, but like the five wise virgins, they paid the price inside. They gave up their own will mm. in the deed. And that was well-pleasing to God. And that will form a garment. And that's the goal ahead of us. That's to, to be there when Jesus comes. Oh, what a, what a purpose then. What, what meaning that gives for a young person today when they have to choose whether to live for God. Th think about the future. Think about, okay, this gives me a temporary fulfillment, but what? extend that line. Young person, extend the line. Learn to be an extender. Extend the line of, of your choice today. Just draw the line. Where does it go? Does it lead you into an eternal glory with Jesus? then make that choice. Make it quick and fast and firm. I will live for Jesus, and this is not part of it. What my friends are all doing now, that's not part of it, and therefore I choose not to do it and let them do what they want with me. Mm. And that firm decision, that will make a person already happier and happier in this life. And Jesus demonstrated that when it says that he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, he was anointed with the oil of gladness. It means it cost him something. The oil of gladness above his companions. But we can be anointed with that same joy. I think that has given us a lot to think about. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's been incredibly inspiring to sit here and talk about this and to yeah, for me too. <laughs> I know for myself, like, it's something I want to fight for every okay. day of my life, for mm. sure. It's something that I'm going to mm. look forward to, that eternity mm. instead of living in the day-to-day, -day, like we talked about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I live for eternity, not for this, the moment. Yeah. So I'm so excited for that, actually, to yeah. go and do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very glad I can sit here and talk with you about this. It really has strengthened my faith and my resolve to follow the master so thank you very much mm -hmm. i remember i remember a couple of years ago when i interviewed you then those words came back to me over the the past two years things like for example when i'm making a choice then it came back to me righteousness means doing what's good for the others so is what you're doing now is that actually going to affect the others my selfish decision and it's kind of over time it's kind of had its effect in me. And I think after mm. tonight, after 
this interview, I'm going to be thinking about these things for for a while. Yeah. And thank you for that. And that's definitely words that I'm going to be working with as well. Mm. So that's actually all we all the time we had planned for this episode tonight. Yeah. So mm. thank you so much for taking the time to Likewise, sit down thank with you. us today. If you want to read the article that we've referenced a few times in this episode, we've included a link in the episode description, or you can look it up on activechristianity.org. The article is Righteousness and Investment with Long-Term Results. We're also going to include an extended version of this interview on YouTube. So if you want to find out more about what it means that righteousness is a catalyst for growth in our society and what a kingdom that's ruled by righteousness could look like in eternity, remember to check out that video. So thank you to everyone for listening today. And we really hope that this has been as inspiring for you as for us sitting here to to listen to this and that you're inspired to to pursue righteousness as, as Paul wrote it. So, um, so we'll say goodbye for today and remember to tune in again, again next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.